Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets, bring your kitties, bring your wife, guaranteed to have the time of your life because the Mets are really socking the ball, knocking those home runs over the wall, east side, west side, everybody's coming down to meet the M-E-T-S Mets of New York Times. Now, for anybody that starts thinking that we're that that's some sort of David Stearns-esque reference, it is not. Welcome to the Fan Afternoon Show, uh, coming to you from the Lakeland University Studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. I am Kevin Holden, normally of CBS 58, stepping in for the week. Sam Schmidt's behind the controls. The reason for the Mets song is to bring you in to our next guest, who is... I, hopefully this is known. I hope we're not outing this. Here. Oh, it's hundred percent known. Okay, so yeah, it, yeah that uh, that he is a fan of uh, of Scherzer and and all the other folks at uh, City Field in Queens and New York Mets. This is Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette, Packers beat writer, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Ryan, uh, I'm doing this as a bit of a distraction because it's a little angsty in baseball land in Milwaukee. So thanks for getting our minds off of that. Well, um, I am what the cool kids call unabashed when it comes to the Mets. Yes, it's very much out there. I don't, I don't hide the orange blue. So, is it? You didn't grow up there, did you? No, I grew up in Indiana. My father, born and raised in, in Queens, or grew up on Long Island. Okay, all right. So that, that, that that's it's, that. Yeah, it's a family thing. I, I completely understand that. Well, the other really good thing that can take us away from the angst of these uh, last few days is to talk a little Green Bay Packers football. You've had a chance to see training camp since uh, it began. Family night is around the corner. First preseason game uh, not too far away. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke today. Uh, I, I don't, at this point, I don't know if there's any question that doesn't sound like a cliche, but is he as relaxed and ready for the season as, as has been advertised? Well, you know, it's interesting. He was asked about the state of the offense today, and uh, he said it's been about what he expected, which is to say that since day one, when the last time he spoke and he said uh, that the offense took the day and it was 1-0 and to let those chumps and quotes, you know, 
kind of kind of jokingly uh, know that the offense was up. The the offense hadn't had a day since day one. It's been all defense in this camp, and Aaron Rodgers knows that. And he said it's been it's not what he's expected. He thought that the defense would hand out some lumps, and they have. He especially thought that that defensive line, which is very stout, would hand out some lumps against an offensive line that's got a lot of moving pieces. I mean, you can just go up and down the line. There's so many moving parts right now on that front five. And even with just one day in full pads, it's been that way. I mean, the, the offensive line has, you know, given up a lot of pressure. It's struggled in run game against the defensive line that – on paper, going into camp, looked like it was going to be the best defensive line in, in some time around Green Bay, and it's played out that way. So, you know, I, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is in any way panicking over the defense uh, that is very, very good, pro bowlers at all levels, um, kind of winning every day since that first day. Uh, but there's a lot of work to do on the offensive side. In the grand scheme of things, too, it, it's it's got to be nice because you spent a lot of years where defenses would not have won a lot of days in practice or at training camp or any other time. So I'm sure it's it's nice to have the balance because as much as we want to talk about pecking orders at receiver, as much as we want to talk about reforming, you know, the, the basically the whole game plan and how much Rodgers has to lead guys along, I think it's got to be a little bit relaxing for him that he knows that defense can do in September and October what they're doing to his offense right now. Yeah, you know, I wrote about this last week. The old training camp cliche when they're going ones versus ones is iron sharpens iron. And for most of the past decade, it's been iron sharpening butter when it comes to this Packers offense with an MVP quarterback and the Packers defense. And this had the makings coming in of being the most competitive training camp that they've had in a very long time here because they actually have a defense now that is iron, that, that, that can, you know, ha- have a fighting chance against an MVP-led you know, quarterback offense. And it's played out that way. So, I mean, you, yes, it, this, the, the, best, uh, the best test, the best tonic for, for this offense that has a lot to figure out is to go against a defense that on paper profiles as potentially one of the top five in the league, and you've seen that. And those first-round picks as a big part of it, too, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, the fact that, that, that the Packers had the capital, thanks to the Devontae Adams trade, to invest not just in the defense of the moment, but the defense for the next few years to come, to, you know, some sort of growth that can happen on the defensive side. How much after, man, I don't know, we're talking a week, two weeks of training camp, how much can you really read into what those rookies have done and can do in their first year? It's always a fine balance. You know, take Romeo Dobbs, for example. He's been blowing up every day. And I asked Aaron Rodgers what he thought about the start of his rookie receivers camp today, and he said the same thing that everyone else I've talked to in the locker room said, and that's every day he's he's had a wow moment. From day one, when Romeo, uh, when Romeo Dobbs Moss KB on Into on the left sideline went up over a six-two corner and just caught it over his head. He, he's you know he's had that. He's had really tremendous back shoulder catch uh, over Eric Stokes. Really good coverage from Eric Stokes uh, on an Aaron Rodgers ball. When you just don't see rookies in their first week come in and and do that seamlessly. I mean Aaron Rodgers is the offense. He 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 his, he's the king of the back shoulder throw, and it takes some time for receivers to get on that wavelength and, and to see that right off the bat. That's impressive. We saw yesterday, the, the, one of the final reps of the red zone, uh, Romeo Dobbs have a really, really good rep at the very end 
against good coverage from Rico Gaffer, who quietly is playing his way onto a potential 53 spot. He's had a really, as a young corner, he's had a really good start to camp. Perfect ball from Jordan Love. And the ability from Romeo Dobbs to get both feet in bounds, to snatch the football with strong hands against really good coverage, um, you, he, he's been impressive. But with that said, it's one day in full pads, and there is a long time to go. And if anyone's done this for any amount of time, you know the difference between the first week of August and the middle of January. It, it's it's not just a mar- it's many it's many marathons. I mean, right. it, it takes a very many iterations throughout the course of the season to get to the stretch run. So we'll have to see. I talked with Randall Cobb about the start that, that Romeo Dobbs has, has had, and he said the same thing. He's had a wow moment every day. But you have to temper the praise, too, with a rookie because there's so much for, for a guy to, to still go through when, when they're just coming in. Ryan Wood, Packers beat writer for the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us here on the Fan Afternoon Show. So – Notice I waited until the fourth question to get to because the the receiver thing is the people say that's the only thing, and I wanted to wait until four questions in. So that's that's my version of restraint right there. But now I'm going to go there. the The Packers uh, situation at receiver and what they still need to do in in developing, you know, who who is technically the one, the two, whatever. Do you think that will translate? to actual preseason playing time or are the Packers just going to hold to what they've done the last few years and not throw any of those guys in preseason at all? Matt LaFleur would not close the book early in camp when asked if Aaron Rodgers might get preseason snaps and if the starting offense would be on the field more than in past preseasons, which would be really hard to beat because you know it's a little ball they haven't been on the field Aaron Rodgers has not taken preseason snaps in the past couple years he's just not been part of his preseason ramp up so one drive would literally be more than what what they've had he would not close the book on that now Aaron Rodgers made it very clear how he feels about preseason snaps and needing to have those to be ready for the season feeling like training camp is a, a better platform to to get ready for the season you know in the preseason, they're facing someone else that can hit you, but it's all vanilla defense. Nobody is showing the intricacies of their defensive playbook in the preseason. Whereas when they're going ones versus ones out on Raynitschke Field, Joe Barry's been blitzing with his inside linebackers quite a bit. I mean, there's they're throwing blitz packages at you. There's more intricacies in the defense that they face in practice against their own than the vanilla that they're going to face in preseason. So, you know, it it remains to be seen whether or not you're going to see have Aaron Rodgers starting offense, take a drive or two or how much if they play at all, but Matt LaFleur would not close the book on that. Now let's talk a little bit of special teams because Rich Basaccia is winning hearts even before training camp started, just listening to him speak, listening to him come in and, and be him and to know the stories of what he is bringing from a special team standpoint to green Bay is great. I, I am inclined to believe that the answer is pretty obvious here, but there is some bite with the bark, right? There's some extra actual optimism feeling that the special teams unit is going to take a giant step forward. Well, he's been successful pretty much everywhere he's gone in this league. And and Rich Passaccia, you know that he knows how to coach special teams. The reality of this Packers special teams unit is that there's two, when it comes to execution on the field, there are two parts of that. There's coaching schematics, and then there's the personnel. And the Packers special teams have been bad in both. They have needed better coaching and schematics. 
and they have needed more dynamic personnel. And Rich Passaccia can't make the plays. He can only draw them up and coach them up. And so from that element, you feel pretty confident with a guy who has been renowned as one of the better special teams coordinators in the league, providing that solid basing and schematics. The question is where they're going to get that dynamic, that dynamic playmaking and just sound fundamental execution on the field. That remains to be seen. They need that as much as they need the scheme. So, what you know, it's it's tough to say right now any bold, definitive affirmations for Packers special teams with how it's been not just last season but most of the past decade. But they finally, there's no question that they're paying it much more mind than they have in the past. They're paying much more investment into it when you look at them opening their their pocketbooks up for Rich Bisaccia. Uh, they're taking it very seriously. Matt LaFleur has said over and over in camp how much he's learned from Rich Passaccia on the special teams. And today he said that it's partly him recognizing that he needed to learn more after last season and then also the influence of Rich Passaccia as well. So they're being very serious about it. We just have to see if that translates to the field. Ryan Wood from the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us here on the Fan Afternoon Show. So, Ryan, one of the things when when I step over here to to this side, of course, you know I'm normally on the TV side of things. When I step over here to the radio side, one of the things I try to do is is to bring a little bit of uh, I would call it vision or whatever, but some sort of sight element to things because we talk about things that you can hear, but we get a chance in the media to see things and and to see the people that we work alongside. So I, that's that's my convoluted intro to say. I don't know at how comfortable you are to talk about the transformation that you have gone under, but to see Ryan Wood in 2022 is a completely different experience than seeing Ryan Wood a couple of years ago. I, I again, I you know d- go as deep into this as you want, man, but uh, it's pretty impressive. I appreciate that, man. It's taken a lot of work. So three years ago, um, I weighed at least 50 pounds more than I do right now, and just came to a life moment where, you know, I've got three kids and I wanted to be better and fit for them. You know, when I, when I was, I, I got up to I think 275 and it just, I felt lethargic and sluggish all the time. It was tough to play with my boys. It was, t- I didn't like going to the ground cause then I had to get back up. Um, and so really for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate you saying that cause it's, it's been quite a, a transformation. It's been a lot of work and I've enjoyed the process, and I think that's the most important thing. I mean, when when you got kind of, and for me, it was like looking at the base of a mountain, like how much work I had to put into to getting in, in better shape. And when you're staring at that, it can be very daunting, and it can it can be overwhelming. It's so important to enjoy the process and not biting off more than you can chew. It wasn't an overnight, you know, transformation for me. It, it took time. It took months, uh, but I enjoyed every step along the way. And it's gotten to the point now where I mean, that's that's an important part of of you know my daily routine, getting into the gym and taking care of myself. It, it's you know it, it puts me in a better frame of mind. It, it's it's eighty percent mental at this point. It's not even the, the physical being in fit, you know fit and in shape. It, it's it's enjoying you know being in a better frame of mind mentally. It's it's been a, a very enjoyable process for me. I appreciate you saying that. And and look, if if it ever came to a situation where, for example, Packers media had to battle Bears media in a football game, I feel better <laughs> about our chances now. Lee Blocker here. I don't know if I can run, but I can hit. <laughs> 
I'm in the same boat now that I've had both Achilles severed. I like there is yep. no running left, but I I can give you some passion. That's for sure. There you go. Full throttle intensity right here. Let's go. I've got that. I'm, I'm going to be your Rich Passaccia. Ryan Wood from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Really appreciate the insights on training camp. Thanks for uh, giving us some levity in this uh, crazy brewer's land right now. Absolutely, man. Hey, just hang in. Football season's coming. It's coming. I, I can't wait for it. Ryan, we really appreciate it. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, like uh, the brewers are doing right now to you, just breathe. <laughs> Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. We need some banquility right now. I need all the banquility I can get right now. <laughs> so that was fun. Because- no, it's like I was talking about. I'm jealous of Bart and Gary going up to Canton because just spending those like 15 minutes right there talking about Packers football and taking a little detour from Brewers Land right now. Yeah. So therapeutic. I, I smile. When you saw my Rich Passaccia, I started smiling, and I'm like, oh, right, that's what that is. Right. Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. That's, yeah, that's that's that feeling oh, that Packers is Packers defense. Yes. <laughs> First-round picks. Yeah. Talent on the defensive side of the ball. Great but running backs. Unfortunately, uh, being in the business that we are in, we got to dive back into Brewers land. And you can't – like that's that's the thing. Is That's what I mean. Is <laughs> other people can can step away. They can, they can turn – the Brewers broadcast off if the Brewers are down. You can't. You can't do that. I can't do that. So is that your way of saying we're going to pick a lane and do a whole lot of Brewers next? We are. And we're also going to give away our last day to do it for free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. Oh, that's right. That's happening today. It's our last day to do it today. So we will call. Make sure you guys call 414-677-1250. We'll pick a random caller before the end of the show, and you'll potentially have a shot to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Elaine, next on the Fan Afternoon Show. <laughs> you good. <laughs> Rule one. Do not take a large bite of anything right before you're supposed to go on the air. It's like I'm 16 years old again. Hey, man. Sorry about that. So, like, short commercial. No, Rami did that all the time, dude. He would sure. he would always take, like, a bite out of, like, a granola bar or, like, you know, peanuts or whatever. <laughs> He'd be coming back and be like, welcome back to the Rami show. 
<laughs> and then I feel bad because I'm laughing and I'm making you laugh, which isn't helping you digest whatever you're eating. Well, and then, so you, you mean you, you do this long enough and you kind of know the rhythm, right? Yeah. So I put that giant bite of this flaming hot peanuts Ooh. in my mouth, and as I was wondering what you're snacking on. On that first bite, I hear Bart Winkler tomorrow, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, we're coming back soon, and I'm not ready. And then, the, yeah, the closer you get, the more I'm just like, come on, come on, come on. That's all right. Mm. Hey, man, this is a, this time slot always is weird and wacky, so it's right up our alley. It happened. We, did, we just did a draft mockery on making a date for Tim Shea <laughs> yeah, it's, for a it's, half hour. It's fine to be a little off the wall. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's good. We, uh, I, when, when I was the first season, the first football season that I ever did play-by-play, I was 17. Yeah. And, and I got caught with a giant bite of nachos. Oh, no. And, I, and I, the way I played it off when they came back to me, calling this high school game in Georgia, I was like, hey, if you ever come down to LaGrange, like between bites, like, you ever come down to LaGrange, oh, they've got the best nachos in the state, man. You're such a pro. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and, and the team I was calling for was losing like 59 nothing at halftime. Jeez. The LaGrange was, that year LaGrange was like a national champion level high school team, and the team I was calling for was 0-10. Kevin Holden, my man. Jeez, that's that's a while ago. That's a while ago. Okay, so we are we are uh, pick a lane time here, as uh, for one more day. Today's that final chance on the Fan Afternoon Show to win four tickets to the 2022 Wisconsin State Fair starts tomorrow and goes through Sunday, August 14th at Wisconsin State Fair Park. Go to wistatefair.com for more details. So, pick a lane time. There's going to be a whole lot of Brewers lanes. Oh, yeah. 414-677-1250. I mean, we dived into, there was like 15 different Brewers lanes we dived into in the first hour of the show, because once again, we can never have a, we can never have nice things, which I, I kind of, I, I kind of don't mind it. You know, we have a rundown coming into the show and then everything just gets thrown over our shoulder and we just talk about whatever broke in the news. But 414-677-1250, if you're guys' chance to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. I mean, real quick, the lanes are essentially... What did you think of Denelson Lamette getting DFA'd? Uh, how crazy is this driving you right now? Pedro Severino also got DFA'd from the Milwaukee Brewers. Keston Hira got recalled. Freddie Peralta's back tonight. On top of that, we were talking about just the team morale uh, right now and how that's going to be going forward for the rest of the second half of the season after the Josh Hader trade. Maybe we'll play some more sound bites later on. I don't have them pulled up right now, but if you guys heard from Devin Williams yesterday and then the rest of the ball club, I mean, Brandon Woodruff thought it was a joke. So there's, Said it, yeah. there's, there's a lot of things that you guys can dive into with the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, now's your time to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets and air your grievances. If you, if you, if you want to win though, you got to get on and talk Brewers. We're not just going to let you get on and, you know, get off right away and get your free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. Once again, random caller will win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Steve in Germantown. You're on the afternoon show. What's up, Steve? Hey, fellas, how we doing? Good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling too. It's like I, after learning about this whole DFA stuff, I can't even pronounce the guy's name, but uh, it's just strange because they couldn't have gotten a bat that was like 260. They couldn't have gotten one dude, not one. I don't know, man. I mean, there's going to be somebody that somebody in that Padres team with uh, Brandon Jury being added too, along with Juan Soto. Like somebody's going to get less playing time, and they couldn't have just you know included him in the deal. Right. I, I this is just a very I don't know. It, just, it seems like a very Milwaukee-esque type deal, though, which is sad to say. But here we are, still for still in first place. Hopefully things pan out. I'm not going to write the season off at this point, but it would be uh, 
I'd be more confident if Josh Hader was still in the back end of the bullpen. Wouldn't you guys? Oh yeah, that's that. With to have Josh Hader, that's a, that's an elite so, guy. He's he's a, he's a, yeah. he's a guy other teams don't have. You know. Yeah, and I mean, if you're trying to go for a championship in any sport, I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, you're gonna if you're gonna put your chips into the uh, you know into the table, you go all in and do it. Yeah. They see they just didn't seem like they were making that happen. I don't know. It's just a very odd, strange move. Yeah. I hope I I pray it's not related to the owner's uh, unwillingness to pay the top guys, but. What other evidence is there, fellas? What do we have? I, I just think that's what it is. You keep hearing about this guy's other interests elsewhere. He's trying to buy that Norwich City soccer team over in uh, Europe, wherever that is, right? Right. I mean, that's not that's not a guy who's committed to bringing a championship to his, an investment he has here. So it's tough to it's tough to be a, it's tough to look at and like, hey, we have this window because guys, I think the window is closed. That's that's sad to say, but I think so. Yeah, I appreciate the call. That is uh, basically. A, a situation where you, when you were putting your hopes on the future, when you're putting your hopes on Burns and Woodruff, uh, and and you know they will continue to be great pitchers, but you can you're concerned about being able to build what's around. And baseball, I think more than than any other uh, main professional sport, has a lot of difficulty when there's one guy, one superstar guy. He can get you to a certain point, but you have to be strong across the board. You have to be able to do a bunch of different things well to be able to consistently win baseball games. The 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 whole uh, Twitter meme has been out there for two years now, where it's you know Mike Trout uh, went you know three for five with three homers, and Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since 1898, as the Angels lost 13 to five. That's been the story of that team, and they have two otherworldly generational talents in Mike Trout, who was the best player of this generation and Shohei Otani, who might be the best player of this generation too. I don't know. Right. In that, in that category, but to have those two is great, but to not have any pitching and to be missing in other and deficient in other parts of the game makes it where you struggle. And it was bad enough this year that it got their manager fired. It got Joe Madden canned, you know, early in the season. That's, that's pretty significant. And, but it says a lot about, Again, what you can do, you might have Burns and Woodruff, but can you build 25? Can you build a roster? I felt so bad for Joe Madden. Got a mohawk and couldn't even show it to the team. That's crazy. Yeah. He was he was so he was ready to do something to bust it up, right? And look as a as a manager, as a leader of people, sometimes you have to gauge it, right? You have to gauge the the bird. You're holding the bird. You yeah. don't want to squeeze it too tight, you'll kill it. You don't want to let it be too loose, it'll fly away. And and he had this idea that he was going to loosen his guys up a little bit and never got the chance. Well, I, I hate those firings, too, when they fire the manager just to fire him because clearly it's, it goes to show it's not Joe Madden's fault. It's just the guys that you got on that Angels team, mm-hmm. aside from Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Yeah. So it is frustrating. But once again, uh, 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Notebook Mike. You're on the afternoon show. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, real quick, I was talking about food. I'll get you my bird take. You go to your friendly neighborhood pick and save, go to the deli. It's called New York Buffalo Wing Chatter. Mike, what's going on in the background there? Yeah, is just everybody hospital, all right? Just hospitals. Oh, Mike. Oh, sorry. I got <laughs> to let you go, man. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Let's get out to – we do have a winner for our Wisconsin State Fair tickets. It is Nate on the north side. Nate, congratulations on winning the Wisconsin State Fair tickets, man. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate that. I'm really excited to get out there. I actually just moved to Milwaukee 
uh, about two months ago. I'm a Green Bay native, was living in Iowa, um, actually working in sports radio, got out of that, moved to Milwaukee. So it's uh, it's good to be back and, uh, and listen to you guys and, and finally talk about Brewers baseball. I think the number one thing that, you know, I, I want to think of, and, you know, I had a night to sleep on these moves uh, by David Stearns. Is it, is it is it crazy or is there a non-zero chance that this front office believes that for the back half of this season, Taylor Rodgers could be an upgrade to Josh Hader? Uh, you know, you look at fan graphs, you look at steamer zips, the projections the rest of the year between the two guys, they're really neck and neck. And if this front office, you know, and Mark Andonacio probably told the front office, hey, we're not going to pay Josh Hader's final arb salary next year, um, if, if they thought or think that Taylor Rogers, you know, being perhaps an upgrade based on, you know, similar track, not similar track record, but all-star production last year, he's, you know, saved a lot of games. Um, and this year he was quite effective. The fielding independent pitching numbers are great. Um, the advanced numbers look fantastic for Taylor Rogers. Is there a non-zero per, uh, chance that this front office, you know, believe that Taylor Rogers, with the flexibility of not having to work the ninth inning, um, Craig Council can go back to playing matchups. That this, um, while on the surface, the sticker shock of lo- losing Josh Hader uh, obviously is, is huge on, on clubhouse morale and fans, but is there a, a chance that this front office believed that this was perhaps actually an upgrade? The fact that, that Craig Council wouldn't name a closer tells me that, that you've got at least a shred of truth to what you're saying there because if he, if if they didn't think that Rodgers could be that guy, they would have just called Devin Williams a closer, but they didn't. Right, and we were talking about that beforehand. I think I think there is you know truth to Kevin's point, but on top of that, I think they might be using the non-committal thing just for arbitration case. Maybe. I'm not sure, but I think – I think you could also throw in, aside from you know just Taylor Rogers, Nate. I think you could throw in: Is Devin Williams going to be? Do they think Devin Williams is going to be you know just as good or better of a closer as Josh Hader? And, and then Taylor Rogers, can he be just as good as you know Devin Williams in that setup role? I mean, we're not really sure how it's going to work out. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And that's you know the key is is if if you take David Stearns at face value and and having him say that we never made a call about Josh Hader, if if the front office you know, you know, on their player personnel board, saw Taylor Rogers and, and Josh Hader in a somewhat similar vein, and then recreating Hader in the aggregate with, you know, Matt Bush, Taylor Rogers, uh, hopefully whatever they can get from Trevor Rosenthal, uh, and then adding the two, you know, young pieces from a what was a really really good Padres uh, prospect pool and Estuary uh, Ruiz and Robert Gasser. I, I don't know if. if I don't know what you could get for Josh Hader over the winter. I don't know if you'd be able to get what you got for him uh, a couple of days ago. I mean, I don't think you're going to get an all-star closer uh, and two really good prospects over the winter. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, And I also think that, you know, if you look at Josh Hader's salary, what it'll be next year, there's not a whole lot of room for uh, a reliever, even of Josh Hader's caliber, to have surplus on that type of money. And when you're a small market team like Milwaukee is, I know there's not a lot of salary commitment next year, but when you're a small market team uh, that you can't afford to make so many commitments without the ability to have surplus value, and and maybe that's part of uh, the game that uh, you know David Stearns and Mark Adonacio played in this move. Makes a lot of sense. Nate, appreciate the phone call, and we will get your info for the four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets later on, all right? All right, thanks, guys. No problem. He's yeah, pretty good. 
Yeah, I can you see he why. was in sports radio, right? Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, he had, he, he <laughs> a lot had... of a lot of you know thoughtful, provoking questions that yeah. he just spewed on us, and there's a lot to dive into. Love it. That's it. It raises the discussion. And nothing wrong with that. So that is pick a lane. We uh, <laughs> we gave away the last set of Wisconsin State Fair tickets. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't take any out of the hopper. You didn't. You know, steal. No. Them. I mean, actually, we do have. I believe we do have some some extra ones that um, are in our like break room and all that. There was an email going around uh, yesterday and the day before, so maybe there are. I should have told you about that. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> well, my wife and I have determined we're not going this year. Yeah, I'm not. I, I it's it's very hard for me right now. Just like I have a lot of stuff going on with like uh, my sister's expecting a a baby soon and all that. So oh, we're gonna wow. fly out to visit her at like any minute. Um, and wow. a bunch of other family stuff going on. So it's kind of a tough time. But yeah, yeah we do have uh, tickets available. But yeah, Nate was our winner for the final set of four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets, and that'll do it for Pick a Lane here today. We got some other stuff that we got to talk about uh, to re- before we wrap up the show. But after the break here, we'll hear from uh, some of the people up at Packers training camp. I'm gonna leave it up to you, Kevin. Oh. We have multiple choice for who we're going to hear from after the break. We have Matt LaFleur, Brian Gudikins spoke today, or the man himself, Aaron Rodgers. Can I take the break to think about it? Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Perfect. Stay That's- tuned. We'll hear from somebody in Packers training camp. <laughs> That's next on the Fan Afternoon Show. The Fan Afternoon Show. Never miss a moment from the fan again. With the free Odyssey app, you can download the Fan Afternoon Show and listen to us be completely nuts Uh Whenever and wherever works best for you. There goes my hater. Oh, watch him as he goes. Watch him as he closes. Oh. <laughs> Do you see the, the the pictures side by side of him, the first two pics of him in a Padres uniform on Twitter, and the left one has this giant oh. smile? Really? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. I'm, I could probably look. I've been on Twitter really late. It, this was, I think this was yesterday or last, last night or something. The first, like... You know what's funny, Kevin? I've uh, stopped... I, I'm still I still check out Twitter. I have my notifications for certain insiders and stuff like that, so I'm always up to date on what's the latest news. But man, oh man, is it good for my mental health to just to, take, to just not be in it, not be in it as much as I was? No, it's smart because yeah. it's it's just here's the picture, there's the smile, um, oh, man. right? He's I, so happy to be in California. I hadn't seen that smile on him in a while. Yeah, I was inter- I was curious how he was gonna. I don't know where he's born from, or I think Baltimore area, right? Yeah, like Virginia. But I was curious how he was gonna, you know, adapt to California. But um, because he's like a hunting guy too, and all that. Right. So, but that smile says it all. Yeah, he's. I think he's a happy guy right now. He's feeling pretty good about uh, about life. Uh, by the way, check out twenty four hundred sports MLB coverage with big time baseball. Former players Cody Decker and Tony Gwynn Jr., along with MLB insider John Heyman, sit down every week. They'll cover all the moving parts of Major League Baseball on the field, in the clubhouse, and in the front office. These guys have you covered with complete breakdowns. Every team and individual player worth noting on a week-to-week basis. New episodes of Big Time Baseball every Monday on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. So, as we were talking a lot of brewers, there's still a lot of activity happening in Green Bay. The Packers getting ready for family night, and just beyond it, the first game of the preseason. You can feel that atmosphere start to pick up a little bit. And today was the weekly visit in the preseason from Brewers General Manager Brian Gutekunst. Brewers General Manager. Brewers General Manager. This is how much three <laughs> days of this Brewers has fried right? my brain, man. I, how, many, how many hours have we talked to Brewers yeah. in the past couple days? It's got to be like eight 
and it's for a three-hour show too. Yeah, right. It's crazy. We, we just—I don't blame you. It happens. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. Bruce, Bruce, general manager Brian. He <laughs> at this point, some people might be hoping that Brian Gudikins can be the Brewers' general manager too. Goody's sitting in his office listening to us go, "I am not taking that job." He's like, "Yeah, I brought back Aaron Rodgers for you guys, and now you want me to do it yeah. for the Brewers? How about that? I'll right. go. I'll go save your franchise." Here is Packers' general manager Brian Gudikins. Aaron Rodgers, Packers quarterback, spending his training camp in North America and leading the Packers to family night in the preseason. That's that's where you want him? Yeah. That's the continent you want him on? Some high praise for uh, A.J. Dillon at the very end there. Yes. And, and again, he Rodgers will do this, right? And he'll usually do it with a purpose. He'll make sure that, that guys that deserve that praise get it right here as the, as the training camp is going on and preseason goes on and some extra focus goes to those guys. Can I give you a tidbit going out to break here before we wrap it up? Oh, yeah. I saw this, you know, there's that why your team is bad, I cleaned up the language, why your team is bad uh, articles that are written, Yeah, you know what I mean? There's one on the Lions, and, and a tidbit on the Lions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the Lions division more recently than the Detroit Lions have won the Lions division, because wow. it was before the realignment. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. How about that? I didn't even think about that. Marinate on that during the break, and then we'll wrap up the fan afternoon show. I thought it was you for a second there. That was me. That was I actually turned on my mic, and I was like, "What's going on?" Oh, I did that. That's uh, what I did with Timmy the first day I was here with him. He the first segment, he I could because I could see it. It's right. It's next to me, yeah. and I don't know anything else, but I know which one's mine. Right? It it happens, man. I mean, like yeah. there's. Fifty buttons in front of me. Well, right? and, and there's, it's been it's been three days of hair on fire chaos. Evan can attest to that. Yeah, he's been you oh. know, listening to all. I didn't of know this. you're going to be back there. Hello, Evan. Oh, I figured you wanted me back here. I didn't know. I mean, we had Tim Shea join us. This week has just been so wacky because we've had like people join us live in studio that just like walk in and all that. So like, I don't know. It's I've I've just I don't know what to expect at this point because every time we come in today. We had a rundown, and then all three days so far, we've just tossed out whatever was on our rundown because something breaks news-wise, and then we just run with it. People are coming in, so I don't know, man. All I'm saying is I might have gray hair at the end of the week, all right? <laughs> you know, I think you would look good as a silver fox. I think so. You could probably pull yeah, it off. I think so. I think I'd look better with gray hair than what I do now. No. Well, I, I mean, I, we'll no, find out. I'm not saying I'm not saying I look bad. I just feel like I would look even sexier with well, that's possible. Hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the thing about it is, it, do there's some ads for that stuff. Later there's, on. A, there's a <laughs> there's a there's a do it player. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a level where 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 it's it's almost like better. Like if it, if it happens prematurely, then it looks really really good. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it can yeah. do that. It can look really good. It's like, oh, wow, look at yeah. you distinguished. Well, yeah, like in your late 20s, something yes. right. like that. Oh, man, if I had that like one little streak, too, of gray hair. All right. But anyways, I wanted to get your thoughts on the bruise. What's going on? Uh, Well, speaking of hair, I'm probably going to be bald from pulling out my hair mm-hmm. the past couple of days. Mm. And jeans, but, you know, that's another conversation. <laughs> I, I Last night, fans who tuned into the postgame show with Tim and I, Great show. that was the longest show I think we've ever done, including season wrap-ups. It was, I think, two hours and 40 minutes with commercials because we just, I mean, the calls kept coming in. We kept having more and more to talk about because there was no shortage of things to talk about. And I thought that it was pretty much my therapy session. And then what happens today? Uh, Denelson Lamette gets cut and Stearns, thank you very much. He's like, oh, well, we just, we, you know, there was a roster crunch and we didn't know. And then. I, I just I don't understand. So there was a roster crunch, 
and so you traded for Matt Bush, and then you traded the top 20 prospect for a pitcher who hasn't pitched in two years and might not pitch until September, which means that he can't be on the postseason roster, and you're just okay with that? You pick him instead of Denelson Lamette? You don't get a hitter? You don't get anything? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know, but we will get more of your thoughts later on tonight because, take it away, Evan. Say it yourself. Well, yeah, I will be in on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show for Tim, getting a nice breather. Uh, I do want to talk a lot about Freddie Peralta tonight. I think he's a huge source of conversation. Uh, but we also will do a lot of complaining. I'm sure we will. Looking forward to it and also looking forward to tomorrow's afternoon show. Sam, appreciate everything. Evan, thank you. We, this day was so busy, we didn't talk about Freddie Peralta <laughs> at all. Not once That's until crazy. just now. We didn't talk about Freddie. We didn't talk any Packers. Well, aside from when we talked Packers with Ryan Wood at 5 o'clock. I showed up in a Packers jersey today. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was ready. And uh, then Denelson Lamette decided. Denelson Lamette. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> you know he was going to do that. Oh, Guys, appreciate man. everything. This is uh, honestly, this is such a blast every yeah. time. I say it every time, but man, this is fun. Let's do it again tomorrow, maybe a little less chaotic. What do you think? Let's do it. Fan afternoon show. Thanks, everybody. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.